Turn with me now to the gospel, to a very familiar place, the 25th chapter of Matthew. If you're able to stand to receive these words of Jesus, please do so now. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats and he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, come. You who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you took care of me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food or thirsty and gave you something to drink? When was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, truly, I tell you. Just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, you who are accursed, depart from me into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not welcome me, naked and you did not give me clothing, sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, truly, I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. There are many stories and parables that Jesus told, and so many of them are dear to us. We know them well, and we can tell the stories of the Good Samaritan or the prodigal son. But of all the parables that Jesus told, I don't think any of them is more important or more compelling than this one. This one, this this story of the Son of Man coming in his glory and judging the nations. Upon what criteria will we be judged? And Jesus lays it out clearly and powerfully. Well, I have some things to say about that today. But also, uh, we are right in the middle of a, of a series that we're doing called Loving Generously. There's one particular line that caught my attention in that that segment of our series. People think that being poor is about not having enough money. But it's more about not having friends who are willing to help you. That's what being poor is. More about not having friends to help you than it is about not having money. Well, you know... 
That's the kind of thing that Jesus seemed to be suggesting in his parable in Matthew 25. Because the things that make the difference are not big things. They're more to do with friendship. The kind of friendship that offers a cup of water, a piece of clothing, a friendly visit. On May 5th, 1983... Eastern Airlines Flight 855 was traveling from Miami to the Bahamas when, at about 30,000 feet, it lost one of its engines. The pilot noticed that the oil pressure in all the engines was low, but he attributed that to a faulty gauge because it's just not possible that all three engines would lose oil pressure at the same time. And then the second engine stopped working. And finally, the third engine cut out and the plane started down. It fell 9,000 feet in just a matter of a few minutes. And at that point, just a couple of thousand feet above the ocean, the pilot was able to get one of the engines restarted and get the plane somehow back onto the runway at Miami. But when it got to the runway, the plane didn't even have enough power to taxi And so a tug had to be deployed to pull the plane off the runway. But all 172 people on the plane were safe. They explained in public hearings a few weeks later that the reasons the engines failed was that maintenance workers had failed to replace three small O-ring seals when servicing the engines. Three O-rings, not much bigger than a quarter, For want of those three little rings, a jumbo jet and 172 people nearly ditched in the ocean. There's a, there's a poem that Benjamin Franklin printed in Poor Richard's Almanac in 1758. Perhaps you've heard this poem before. For want of a nail, the shoe was lost. For want of a shoe, the horse was lost. For want of a horse, the rider was lost. For want of a rider, the battle was lost. For want of a battle, the kingdom was lost. All for want of a horseshoe nail. It's it's the little things. The O-rings in a jet engine. A nail in a horseshoe. Little things can have... Huge consequences, disastrous, even eternal results. In Matthew's account of the final judgment, where humanity is separated left and right as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats, and the sheep enter the kingdom and the goats are left banished into the eternal fire, Jesus says, do you recall what it was that determined each one's fate? Just a cup of water, just an article of clothing, just a simple visit. To a sick person. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you did not welcome me. Naked and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison and you did not visit me. It didn't take much to lose out. Something as insignificant as a drink of water could do it. Or an O-ring. Or a nail. For want of a cup of water. Little things mean a lot. It was, a, it was a little thing for the Donovan family to allow a young woman to stay in their spare room. It, it was a little thing to them 
to offer some money in a place and a time when it was needed. It was a little thing to them, but it meant meant everything to that young man and that young woman whom we are meeting in this series. Vince Lombardi was an eminently successful football coach. One day a reporter asked him how he was able to produce winning teams so consistently. He said that that any group of naturally endowed football athletes could win more games than they lost if they would concentrate on the little things of the game. The fundamentals, not the big things like like blocking and tackling and kicking and passing, but the basics, the little things like how to run and, and how to fall and not get hurt and how to carry a ball. After a particularly close game with his uh, Green Bay Packers, Lombardi called a special team meeting for Monday morning because he felt his players were losing sight of the small details, the little things they needed to attend to for victory. He got up before the players and he he held a football in his hand above his head. And he said, men, we need to review the basics of the game. This is a football. And the story goes that Max McGee, one of the players, responded, that's a little fast, coach. Can you go over that again? But you've seen it happen. We've seen it happen over and over on the field and on the court. The big plays are important and they're impressive. The, the long run all the way down the field or the long pass. But often it comes down to just one point or, or just one second or just one inch. And it's how you handle those little things that determines the outcome of the game or the tournament or the playoff Or the title. Uh, A complex mathematical calculation falls apart because of an error in simple addition. A student fails to graduate because she didn't complete an assignment in a simple basic course. For want of an O-ring, a jet engine fails. For want of a nail, for want of a second or an inch or a cup of water. Little things. It's that simple. Little things. In, In this video series we're in the middle of... We see the Donovan family working to implement choices and practices to match their faith. They are, they are seeking to find ways to live generously and to love generously, to open themselves to the people and the opportunities God sends their way. They're trying to be sensitive to the people around them and responsive to them in ways that, that truly enhance life and living. When we're attempting to do those things, we don't all the best choices. Like paying off a loan shark in the middle of the night probably wasn't the best idea. But it arose from a genuine and heartfelt care and concern. And the things that they did, the things that they do in this video series, and that we'll see them do in the two weeks that lie ahead of us, the things that that they offer were little things to them. But they were life-saving essentials to those who received them. Just like a cup of water doesn't doesn't cost us much, but it may not even mean much to you and me, but it means life itself to those who receive it. Quite frequently, we'll have someone stop by the church asking for some help, food for themselves or their family or gas for their car or, or money for rent or for medication. One of the things that you provide is for situations like that is, is gift cards which can be used at Giant for food or gas or, or the pharmacy. And, and 
we guard those gift cards pretty carefully, but we do give them to people who come to us in need. And every time we give someone one of those cards, I wonder whether that person is really in need as they've told me, or are they just working the system, going from church to church, getting whatever they can. There's no way to know, really, whether someone's telling the truth or not. And besides, that's not my job. It's not my calling to discern, to figure it out, and to spend a lot of time doing that. You and I are simply to live and love generously. If that means that that from time to time our generosity goes to someone who doesn't need it as much as the next person does, well, that can't divert us from our mission to love and to serve and to give in the name of Jesus. It may not seem like much to us. Well, look here. Look here. It, it may not seem like much to us. Uh, a a shoebox filled with Christmas gifts. But the impact that this has on the life of a child on the other side of the world simply can't be measured. Simply can't be quantified. It may not mean much to us. A cup of water. Uh, an article of clothing. A simple visit to someone who is sick or in prison. But according to Jesus, those sorts of things make all the difference in the world. They have eternal consequences. What we do has eternal consequences. The little things that, that can make a difference in, in whether a person lives in hope or, or in despair. Little things that make a difference whether, whether a family can survive or fall apart. Don't underestimate the power and the consequence of those, those little things. It, it was a little thing for the, the Donovan family to offer a room to a girl who didn't have a home. Didn't cost them much of anything. The room was there. It was already more than furnished. Didn't cost them, but it meant everything to that young woman. And to that young man who were able to continue their life. Beautiful places of worship like this are important. Fine music can't be beat. Warm, warmth and, and comfort are indispensable. But those aren't the things that make church happen. Those aren't the things that make life full and complete. It's the friendship and genuine concern that we share. It's the memory that we have of those who have gone before us and the love that we still feel for them even though they've died. It's the food that we gather to distribute to the poor. It's the Christmas gifts we send to children around the world. It's the warm smile, the sympathetic tear, the joy of living and working together. Seemingly little things, but they are the ones those are the things that make the difference. Those are the things that make church happen. Those seemingly insignificant things that, that make life rich and full as God intends it for all God's children. And, and according to Jesus, those, those little things are vitally, eternally important. They make all the difference. Don't, don't underestimate the power and the significance of all that we do as part of, um, 
part of God's family, the community of faith here at First Church especially, don't underestimate the power and the consequence of the many, many little things that we do when we are seeking to live and to love generously. Amen.